Hey everyone, welcome back to Cinemaniacs. I'm Kevin, and we haven't done an episode in a long time. It's very exciting to be able to bring back this podcast about moving. I'm here today with Richard and Ariana. Hello. Hello. <laughs> today we're talking about The Conjuring 3. Yeah, and horror movies. Yeah, so we'll be talking about The Conjuring 3 of the series as a whole. The Conjuring cinematic universe, let's say, but then also horror movies as a genre. Um, so yeah, then maybe let's start off with Richard. Do you appreciate the genre as a whole? What are your thoughts? The horror genre? Yeah. I think um, horror is like one of the staples of cinema with comedy. The most emotional reactions that you can get, like horror, get scared, uh, comedy, laugh. Ari, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. I love horror. I think, like, it just goes beyond getting scared. I feel like um, when there's like a deeper, a deeper plot or storyline to it, um, that you know, you can it, it can be appreciated a little bit more. Um, so I feel like horror movies, when they can scare you without the jump scares, that's when they're they're like a good quality kind of. It's a good. It's a good kind of genre when it gets to that point. Wait, no, 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 no. Kevin, what are your thoughts on horror? I think horror is a really important genre socially, um, especially in the modern world when people are feeling more alienated, um, alienated with each other. Horror brings people together because like Richard said, um, you scream together, you laugh together, right? Horror and comedy. Um, and especially horror, I think it's even more visceral than um, than comedy because comedy is quite something that one person finds funny, another person won't. But with horror, it draws upon so many primal fears that most human beings will have. You know, it's like it's agreed upon that certain things are scary. It's agreed upon that certain things are negative, um, and it's that collective fear that horror plays around with and especially you know watching a movie like the conjuring three in the cinema is um such a good experience any horror movie it's such a good experience because you're you're sharing the emotions with other people and there have even been modern horror movies that have played around with the idea of sharing pain and sharing trauma like midsummer um in a really meta way right but yeah i think i do i do appreciate horror it's also it you know, horror is one of the ways that people bond with one another. It's very deep. It's a good, it's also good for dates. Um, or to watch with friends, to watch with family, because you feel closer with the people that you're scared with together. Is there like a, is there like a specific like subcategory of, of horror that you like? Because you mentioned Midsummer. Yeah. I, I wouldn't really consider it like traditional horror but I can definitely see how it can be interpreted as that is that like your kind of horror that you like yeah I think I do like horror that does like I said draw upon something deeper than just the surface level fears so Midsummer for example you know talks about I mean a lot of things among them maybe um a fracturing relationship the idea of finding a family um you know human connection a lot of that so yeah um but also I I I like the Conjuring movies because they're so not that, like they're just trying to scare you. 
Um, okay. It's the first time. Second one goes, I think it tries to add in a bit more of a story. Yeah. Yeah. What about you two, do you have a particular particular subgenre that you like in horror? I I like the good, the traditional horror. I like being really really scared. Um, I feel like if I can't sleep at night, then it's achieved its goal. Um, and I don't think The Conjuring 3 necessarily achieved that for me. I slept just fine. Um, but there's still some good parts to it. But um, yeah, I like I like the the really, really scary stuff. Like the Do you have not a- necessarily more scares, but like also like the storyline. If it's like something that really like I can go home and like roll over my head a million times. Like, yeah, that's that's the kind of thing that I like. Do you have a favourite? Um, favorite? No, I don't. I mean, I would say something like, I don't, I don't have a favourite because I, like, they're not for me. Okay, I know you guys are very, very, like, cinemaniacs. You like, like, pulling movies apart. <laughs> You're cinemaniac. <laughs> you like pulling movies apart and dissecting them and analysing them and stuff like that. And I appreciate that as well. But with horror I feel like yeah you can go down the route of midsummer where like there's so many you know hidden meanings and metaphors and whatever but I feel like for the conventional um horror like the ones that the stuff that I like I feel like um I I I don't really have a favorite no I don't I mean I would say like the exorcist something like a little bit older just good old has the good conventions of horror I like The Exorcist because The Exorcist, the Exorcist, Exorcist. because of basically Father Karras. Mm. He makes the fucking is so fucking good, yeah. and Father Merrin too. Both the fathers and Linda Blair and her makeup. I watched that movie when I was five. Scarred me for about ten years. Yeah. Every every time I see like the face of Linda Blair in the make, still shit my pants every time. I feel um, like in, in like more recent horror movies i've watched a few like insidious like like the ones the mainstream ones i've never really been a big fan of them i feel like the one that usually just sticks out of my head is the first conjuring movie um but as like i, I watched that when i was pretty young as well so that's probably why i feel like it scared me a lot um but i, I feel like if i go and revise it, it it probably won't have the same impact but we'll get to that soon yeah i i like the shining it's still my favorite horror movie I think there's a lot of people's favorite horror movie, but um, I mean, I think I say that because I've rewatched it so many times, and every time I just have to finish it. Mm. Yeah, it's one of those movies that holds your attention. Um, and Doctor Sleep is really good, actually. I think it lives up as a worthy yeah, sequel. sequel. Yeah, worthy sequel to The Shining. Um, the Fly is also an amazing. I consider The Fly a horror movie. Actually, I consider a lot of Cronenberg. Um, a lot of his early work, horror movies. The Fly is one of the better ones. Um, I like the, um, it's not really horror, but like psychological horror, mm. thriller kind of movies, like um, Jacob's Ladder and Angel Heart. Oh, for sure. Uh, Robert De Niro. Amazing. Very, very. And we on, on that note, we were also talking about um, Hour of the Wolf, and that could be taken as a horror movie as well. Yeah, Hour of the Wolf is definitely a horror film. It is, yeah. Ingmar Bergman film, by the way. <laughs> wow, look at you boasting a little. You brought yeah. it up. No, I did bring it up. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, no, Al the Wolf is amazing. I would call Persona a horror movie as well. I would not. Okay. <laughs> All right, then let's not go down that way. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, but in terms of more modern horror movies, I do appreciate the new wave of like, you know, in not indie, but smaller budget yeah. horror films. It Follows is great. I, it's not particularly scary. It does have a good thematic undertone to it. Um, like I said, the fear of growing up is being portrayed like, um, uh, in, a, in a direct way, in a, in a really, you know, in your face way. Um, or something like The Witch, I, I do think is great. Uh, again, we you know, did mention Midsummer. Oh, uh, The Babadook. Oh, The Babadook is a masterpiece. That, that's one of the actual original. It really is. Yeah. Films, so yeah. Good Night Mommy is also quite good. Yeah, so I think it, it's a European movie. I won't say which country because I forgot. <laughs> Far, like the foreign movies are usually better at executing mm -hmm. horror, I would say, like in terms of like the Japanese, like they're usually probably Actually, a bit better. I love J horror. I do like J horror. Um, Cure or Cura, I think that's what it's called by, uh, fuck, I don't remember his name, Kurosawa or something. Kiyoshi <laughs> Kurosawa. Kiyoshi Kurosawa. That's like truly like yeah. one of the best horror films I've ever seen. Yeah, I, the Asian, Asian horror movie culture is so different from what um, you'd expect from Hollywood or something like The Conjuring, because it, I think it plays more, like you said, psychologically, which is what you like, right? A lot, a lot, a lot of it has to do with like their lore as well, mm -hmm. like Quaidon, yeah. Um, the Ring. Quaidon is amazing. The Ring, I fucking love that, and the American one as well. Yeah, Onibaba is an old Japanese Onibaba, one. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen The Eye? It's a Hong Kong horror movie. No, which I don't was think very I famous um, in 2002. It's quite good. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Conjuring. Conjuring. Let's get on to Conjuring. Sure. Let's talk about our thoughts about the previous two first. Well, I'll I'll go on a little tangent. I love James Wan. He's a really good fucking director. He's Australian as well. Um, I think he's like his. Oh, really? oh. Yeah. Um, we've got like really good foundation yeah. of how he makes films, and I think. He's can, Malaysian, Chinese, Australian, American. You can kind of confuse you. You can kind of tell that the Conjuring Three is not made by him, quite clearly, because there's no like real stroke of like originality or um, particularly like brilliant stuff in it. It's pretty just baseline, pretty average. But if you look at the first two, they're really like fucking solid. They're really solid movies, and no wonder they did so fucking well. I agree. I think James Wan is an underrated treasure. He understands the conventions of genre filmmaking. Um, and he understands it to such an extent that every time he tackles a new genre, he does it really well. They're always fun. Like Furious 7 is the best Fast and Furious movie <laughs> because he just, he, he gets it. Like he upped the ante on everything, but not to the extent of it being overboard and too silly. Um, Aquaman again, it's the purest superhero movie. It's like superhero to the max without it being too much. Like it's so tongue-in-cheek and amazingly fun. And it has Julie Andrews as a sea monster. What? Which is amazing. What? Julie Andrews is the voice of the sea monster. Julie oh, Andrews shit. from The Sound of Music. It's amazing. Um, I don't understand how you can put like something like that in front of Julie Andrews and like ask like are you up for this and she just says yeah sure like I can not they can not charm the guy drove in front of her house with a bucket or truckload of cash and said do this fucking voiceover 
Um, but yeah, anyway, so James Wan is amazing. Saw, the first Saw movie is fantastic. It's not torture porn. Um, first Saw movie is a great psychological thriller. Then it devolved the rest of the series after Thor? James left. Saw? Saw, not Thor. Saw. Oh, I was like, Thor? Okay. Saw. Saw, okay. It devolves into the type of horror movie I hate after he leaves. Conjuring 1 and 2 are amazing. They're so fun. They're everything you want from a mainstream horror film. Yeah. Ari, what do you think? Um, I can't speak on his other work, but um, Conjuring 1, I I did really enjoy it. I did get scared of it. It's, um, yeah, I did, I did like it. And there's definitely like, uh, how do I say, there's, there's scenes in the movie where it does take you off guard in terms of, it's not like jump scares, but I remember that scene, you know, that, there's like some creative shit in it. So like, you know, do you remember that scene where they're like outside and then there's a sheet and then the sheet flies and then it stops? Yeah, that was really, really, I don't know why that like sticks in my head so well, but I think it's like just things like that where you don't really see it in other kind of movies as well. Like other, they find other ways to scare you. As for the nun for the second one, I guess it kind of achieved its goal in scaring me because I couldn't get past five minutes of it. Um, and I wasn't even in the theater as well. I like, I remember it was like in a basement, they looked in a mirror and there was like a nun and I, I was like, turn it off. So um, maybe, I don't know. So I'd say the nun, I did, I can't speak on Conjuring 2, but I did really enjoy Conjuring None 2. None of the Conjuring 2 are two different movies, Ari, you do know that. Yeah, but the nun is in Conjuring 2. But, yeah, but the nun is in Conjuring 2. Yeah. And the Conjuring it's 2 is a good nun movie. It's better than, it's a better nun movie than the nun. I agree, the nun is horrible. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't watched the nun, the actual nun. No. My Starring No fucking pretentious movie reference. No, but it's it. fucking good. Have you seen the nun? No, I haven't seen the nun. Yeah, you should. Jack you should. I will. It's a masterpiece. Day. <laughs> You've seen 600 movies in a year and you haven't watched the nun. I watched by 400. Jack 400, okay. 800. Okay, not much of a difference. But yeah, no, I. And I haven't watched any Annabelle films. Okay, so thoughts on The Conjuring 3? I do have thoughts on The Conjuring 3. And I'm really interested to see what you think as well, Richard. So I thought it was all right in general. Um, There's like, it was like traditional, like it had like the traditional and conventional kind of elements of horror, like the jump scares and the angles and things like that. Um, One thing that I really liked about it was well, I I think it's this is this can be said for most um, horror movies. In in The Conjuring Three, there's like that deafening silence where like they have that kind of white noise, and then you know you're about to get scared because it goes absolutely silent. And when I experienced it in the movie theater, um, I I like like it was pretty pretty strong like that whole silence and you could feel the entire theater kind of feel it as well. Um, so I think they did they had a good use of like sound in it. Um, it's different from the rest. And this is where I feel like this is kind of where it's, I can't tell whether it's good or bad, but it kind of centers around love and like a love story and things like that, which kind of, I feel like ruined it for me. And like, I'm not saying like, you can't do a horror movie without it being on the basis of love, but it, it kind of became a little bit tacky. I feel like, um, it had lots of comedic relief. And I'm really interested to see like if like you had the same exp- experience, but 
when they went into this spoiler but like when they go into like the morgue and like that fat like hulk guy comes alive like everyone instead of being scared we just like like the entire theater that actually happened at my experience as well everyone loved a dude in a suit yeah it's so weird like it was it was like the theater was pretty responsive and like when the fat dude came in the first scene we're just like it was like it was really funny and like it kind of took away all kind of elements of horror um and then when he returned as well when they were in the actual house everyone started laughing again when like ed was about to die um so yeah it was it was that was like a pretty like it, there was a massive amount of comedic relief in it um it wasn't uh incredibly scary like the, there's jump scares but that's always gonna scare you i feel like can't really like i feel like yeah it's horror but like it's just jump scares like that's always gonna scare someone um and i feel like in terms of like the actual storyline the whole satanist storyline even though it's it's based on a true story i felt it was really really tacky the whole destroy the altar there's a random woman underneath the city and you have to like kill her or some shit um i just thought it was like it didn't feel like a horror it just felt like something you would read on a reddit kind of subreddit scary like scary pasta what the fuck is it called like that um and then also this is my last note i kind of want to say on it legally i don't know how ed and lorraine warren didn't get arrested so if this is actually based on a true story okay you know how they were sitting at the last scene they were sitting outside of the house after like ed rescues lorraine and vice versa and things like that the police show up to the house there's a guy dead there's a woman dead they're the only other two people on the scene all right but there's two people dead in the house they're the only people that made it out alive if in court like you can't say by judgment of of like de- possession like um demonic possession how can you then say in in your defense in because like how can you like who killed them how okay. can you say how can you say oh yeah they would they were possessed and they killed each other and we're innocent how did they not get arrested Ari, can i cut you off here look <laughs> i think you're overestimating how much of this is true look i will tell you how much of this is true okay the cereal box that fell over in the first 15 minutes with the rat in it yeah that's true the rest is made up that's how they made the movie no, no and I'm, the possession of the actual <laughs> no but seriously none of this is fucking true like there is like maybe five percent which is true where there was a guy who claimed that he was possessed by the devil that's all that's true Ed Warren did not go in the basement of some creepy fucking priest's house who had a Satanist daughter and he didn't get a sledgehammer and break her fucking witchcraft table. That didn't happen in real life, I'm sorry to say. Um, so I don't think that um, it, there's no issue of legality because it's all fucking fake. Okay. Anyway. In that case, it's a massive plot hole. So I don't know how they can solve <laughs> that. Because there's a massive plot hole, and I think Ed and Lorraine Warren should be arrested. Um, rest in peace, Ed Warren, by the way. I'm, I'm pretty sure he passed away. I'm Lorraine Warren um, as well. No! Yeah. Are you being, did she pass away? Oh yeah. my god, I thought yeah. she was alive. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, she's going to hold but, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought it was, yeah, it was all right. There was like, 
I feel like the conjuring, like the movies, they're pretty good at like creating scary looking demons or monsters and things like that. Besides the guy that wasn't on the wall bit, like the fat guy, he was like, like there's nothing scary about him. Um, but in terms of, of other scenes, I thought it was, it was pretty, they did a good job at making scary looking creatures and people. But yeah, as I said, that was the last thing I wanted to say was the theater was really, really responsive. And when we gathered, we pretty like everyone collectively kind of realized that the, the priest's basement, like it was something was wrong as soon as he locked the door and things like that. You could hear like the gasps and we're like, no, don't do it. So that's the enjoyable part of cinema. I really did like the priest character. He was the best character. And I anticipate there being a prequel called The Priest. (laughs) The daughter and him um, bring her up. That's what's going to happen. What are your thoughts, um, Richard, on the movie? Oh, it wasn't good. Um, (laughs) It was pretty uh, average. Like, it, it had such good foundations from the first two. Of course, you couldn't make a terrible movie. So the director made a painfully average film. Um, he did the curse of Leia Rana. Yeah. yeah. Um, I watched about 20 minutes of that and gave up. Yeah. This is better than that one. But I thought sometimes the cinematography was good. So um, there were some good shots of cars driving. So credit to that second unit uh, cinematographer. Quite good. Um, other than that, pretty baseline shit. Um, yeah. Not scary. And the creature designs from the first two, which are really good, the nun, um, the old witch thing. Um, the tall man. Tall man. There was nothing good here. There was nothing good. Um, yeah, I would pretty much totally agree with you. I didn't find it really scary. Of course, like in the moment, I was like, oh. Like I, but it was all because it was like jump scare. There was nothing inherently scary about the actual story or anything like that. I came home. I had a nap. So that was fine. It got dark. I was fine. I was fine. Nothing was coming in my head where I was like, oh my God, I need to sleep with my mother tonight. Like, no, it was, okay, that came out wrong. I meant like, I need like someone to protect me. But like, you know, like it wasn't that scary, but it was average. And because it's a conjuring film. I think what it was missing was the direction of James Wan. Yeah, definitely. It was a painfully average movie that I think tries to do what the first two does, um, but only stylistically, in the sense that it takes it takes the type of cinematography that made um, the second one, right? The camera tracking through the house, all the different rooms. It tries to do that, but without the same touch. Part of the reason is also, I think the acting wasn't that good this time around as well, for some reason, just didn't, I felt like, Ed and Lorraine Warren, um, you felt like they were in love in the first two. And that they were looking out for each other um, through all these paranormal events. But in this one, I didn't get that. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. You know what? I actually, there's a final shot um, where like Elvis is playing or something. I love the Elvis bits in these movies, by the way. Um, where they're, Ed and Lorraine are kissing and they're next to a gazebo. And like my heart like warmed up just like a tiny bit, just like a little bit. And I thought, mm, I felt a little overdone this time with the Elvis song though. Didn't hit me. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut up, dude. <laughs> what? I'm a laugh. <laughs> Are you saying my opinion isn't valid just because what? you've seen more movies than I have? Well, I've seen the movie actually. <laughs> yeah, me too. Hmm. 
Yeah, no, I think, you know what an upside of this was? I feel the guy who played Arnie, great casting. I think he's very gorgeous. Um, and that's about it. Um, I, this doesn't matter at all, but the actual Arnie guy, if I saw him in real life, like the real guy, and he's like, oh yeah, I killed this person of a demonic possession. I'd be like, jail, go to jail, 100%. He did go to jail. For five years. Yeah, it's manslaughter. It was like, do you believe in the devil? If you believe in God, you've got to believe in the devil. Yeah, do you believe in God? Yes, that line was good. I like that line. No, it wasn't. It was so stupid. I like that line because it makes sense. If it doesn't work in the law courts, you swear on the on the Bible, you swear by God that you're telling the truth. Okay, so there's definitely room for demonic possession as even though I would say go to jail anyways, there's still room for <laughs> judgment by demonic possession or reason, sorry, by demonic possession. I contradicted myself twice there, but I think still. If this movie was done as a courtroom drama, it would be very interesting. Actually, there, there is a film called The Exorcism of Emily Rose or something. There's a courtroom drama. That's quite yeah, good. That one is quite good. Yeah. Any final thoughts on The Conjuring 3 or um, the series as a whole? The Nun and the La Llorona. I, um, I actually watched a little featurette clip not too long ago of the directors talking and explaining about the entire universe. What I think they should do is stop. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, let me explain. So it's not because they're inherently bad. They're like good. They're like average horror movies now, but I feel like the universe really succeeded in like the first movie because if they keep pulling out the Annabelle storyline, it's tired, it's rinsed. I like the little Easter eggs in each of the movies, like that are kind of, you know, but I feel like it's like you're just dragging the storyline out too too much now. And um, yeah, just end it before you ruin the entire franchise. I think it's basically just, I think they need to duplicate James Wan because, you know, he doesn't have enough time to make all of them. But yeah. if they duplicated him, he could actually do He everything. could do Fast and Furious 9. He could do Aquaman 2. Yeah, and he could do the Conjuring, Conjuring 4, 4 at the same time. Yeah, and they'd all be yeah. good. And Saw 9. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Death Silence 2. Oh, yeah, the yeah. puppet one. Yeah. Puppet one. Yeah. Anyway. It was very interesting hearing both of your thoughts on The Conjuring 3. I do agree. It is, um, did disappoint me as well. Um, which was a shame. We should have done a quiet place too. Yeah, we yeah, probably should have which actually. Was much better. The review is much better. The movie is much better. Have you seen it? Yes. Yeah. I should have watched it. I've yeah. seen I've yeah. seen both movies to compare. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Because I'm a cinematic. <laughs> <laughs> is that how we're gonna end the episode? Sorry, I, I, I haven't slept. I haven't slept either, man. I've slept. <laughs>